0: Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 57.
1: So Brooke, before we kick off today, we, you, me and our friend Alex Stewart, who has the Low Tox Life podcast with you, with Jack Rabbit. So we have something super exciting to announce, and that is Yay. our Simpler Way event is coming to Sydney. Yay! Which, which is so exciting because yes, it's it's the event we ran in Perth in October last year, and that went really well. Do you agree? Uh, it
0: was it was amazing. I have so much <laughs> fondness for that event in my mind when I think about it. It was a, a like a wonderful group of people. Everyone was. Everyone just turned up. You know when you're in an event, yeah. People show up and they're there and they're I don't know, engaged and warm and lovely and um, yeah, it was it was great. I'm I'm really excited to be able to bring it to Sydney as well.
1: Oh, same. Because yeah, I just think the people that were there in Perth, like that, was the very, very definition of my people and your yep. people. And yeah, it just felt so lovely to be in a room with a big bunch of our people. And you can always tell it as a speaker, you always know when people are kind of quite invested or you know, in the right mood, cause they laugh at all your jokes and yep. they get everything you say. And it was exactly like that. So no pressure Sydney people, um, <laughs> but if you're coming, bring it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's going to be at view by Sydney in Walsh Bay. It's going to be on Sunday, the 30th of April. And hopefully you're listening to this episode kind of in the week that it airs because before April 7, uh, tickets are $97, which is an early bird price. We do think there are only 200 tickets and we do think Sydney will sell out fairly quickly. Mm. So it's probably best to get your ticket sooner rather than later and they'll go up to one hundred and seventeen dollars after April seven. But yeah, I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so I'm am cu- coming to you guys this time. You guys came to me in Perth, and now I'm just yeah I'm so excited to come to Sydney and
0: yeah do me this too. event there. Yeah, April's such a beautiful time in Sydney as well. Yeah, um, hopefully yeah, yeah hopefully you
1: can t- they the um, hopefully you guys turn the humidity down as well. Oh
0: yeah, my god! Why well, it's only a thousand percent humidity <laughs> at the moment. <laughs>
1: That's so not cool. (laughs) Do something about that before April. Oh, it's horrible when it's like that. I've just come back from the Philippines. Like, I have like this dead straight hair that you know as a general rule just sits really nicely and even for me in the philippines like i just was like just just do whatever the hell you want like i I can't control you so i feel you know i I would have
0: looked like medusa (laughs)
1: well that was it i just felt for all the you know the the curly haired people or people who have a because i also don't have a lot of hair either so you know as a rule it just sits there (laughs) so yeah all the people who had a lot of hair or people who had curly hair like they were just like ponytail i I just can't do anything else with this so i'm just laughing at everyone in sydney at the moment who were like Here oh. is what my hair looks like right now and it's just like this massive big afro. <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully that goes away by, you know, in the next six weeks sometime. I'll work but on it. I'll
0: work on it. Thank you. Thank you. Have, yeah. have a chat to
1: the man upstairs
0: if you, if you <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Um, but yeah, so four tickets go to a and all the event details, the date, the timings, the venue, the schedule of how the day will pan out. Yeah, is all there, and I do have to give a big shout out to Michelle Broadbent who has been who has helped us kind of secure the venue and done a lot of work on the ground for us. It's been amazing. So yeah, I can't even begin to say how helpful that's been because the three of us, you, me, and Alex, are things are a little bit crazy right now in all our (laughs)
0: lives, and
1: I'm not. Yeah, I, I just said to Michelle today like we actually couldn't have done this without you. So thank mm. you to Michelle.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, and I guess I guess, help, it might be helpful to just really briefly talk about what the event is and oh, it's yeah. sort of just the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just come and hang out regardless, that's yeah. fine. Uh, Isn't but the it three just our names
1: of... are just enough to come? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the three of us sort of talk about, you know, one area of simplifying uh, each. And I think we could all talk a lot about a lot of different areas, but but you specifically talk about different ways to simplify your life and you focus on time and energy and flow and that kind of thing. And Alex talks about food. Um, and I also talk about, you know, simplifying your home. So we kind of try to give a really like a holistic view of of how to simplify different areas of your life. But then it's really practical, which is what I loved about it. You know, you can walk away with a whole heap of of ideas you can go home and actually start to action
1: it's all very invitational as well so none of us are out there going this is how you Mm got to do things otherwise we're not prescriptive people yeah not at all
0: no it's yeah it's lovely so we'd love you guys to to come and hang out
1: yeah that'd be awesome and we also all share our stories at the at the start of each of our presentations as well which is quite interesting to me because you know I know both of you so well and I've known you guys for years but it's always quite interesting to hear someone tell their own story Mm. and yeah I that was kind of the highlight for me was hearing both of you tell your the story of your journey to your simpler you know way of living and I enjoyed telling mine as well so yeah so hopefully yeah if you're in Sydney and you're listening to this podcast um Sunday April the 30th in the afternoon we would absolutely love to see you there okay So onto the subject of today's episode and kind of the the topic is, you know, change over time and the need to be iterative in our approach to life, which means, you know, we kind of don't make the change or we decide we're going to make a change. That change doesn't stick forever or we might make a change that's relatively small and then want to revisit that change again later on in life. So, And I know this is something that's quite frustrating for a lot of people because I know I get frustrated by it because I like, you know, I like certainty and I love a good comfort zone. So it's like I feel like sometimes I've made my change and like that should stick forever and be amazing forever and I shouldn't have to revisit it. But the reality is certainly as you found through an online course you're doing this year, Brooke, that is not the case.
0: Yeah, it's something that I have dealt with. Like personally a lot over the past few years of just making a big change and then coming back to it, you know, six months or a year later and realizing that things aren't where they were when I last kind of mm. made the change, but it, it came to me again as a really, I guess it's, a, it can be a big kind of a, a chronic issue, but it could also be an acute issue. So I'm part of a, yeah. an online course called simple, a uh, simple year. And in January, I led the people who were doing the course through a module on decluttering. And it was very gentle and very slow. You know, it's the way that I kind of advocate for doing it. But that was kind of three months ago. And people worked through the, the process of decluttering a space in their home. And I've had a number of people come back to me three months later and say, is it normal that I, <laughs> mm. I feel like I need to revisit it? You know, is it normal that my level of, of stuff has changed Yes, absolutely. You know, and I think with this specific instance, what I discovered was that I would, for example, I'd go and declutter, you know, my wardrobe and uh, I'd be really happy with it. I'd really kind of be quite ruthless. I'd let go of everything that I didn't think I needed. If something was meaningful or I thought that I'd probably wear it again, I'd keep it fine. But then three months later, I would go back. And so much of the stuff that I thought was important to keep or that I was going to wear had transitioned you know (laughs) from from stuff and you know meaningful or or useful stuff to clutter and it's kind of this invisible process that you go through as you you start to recalibrate what enough looks like and feels like for you Uh, so I thought it was really interesting that people are starting to come to to this idea of iteration uh, you know both in terms of just decluttering but also it got me thinking about how that applies to any change that we make, you know, any, particularly any, any positive change that we make towards living in a particular way, we can feel like, yes, nailed it. Like I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've wanted to start living more healthfully. So I'm now having, you know, this for breakfast every day, and I'm getting up and going for a walk and maybe nothing changes over three months, but now you feel like I want to do more or, you know, this isn't working for me anymore. And I, I think that's Absolutely frustrating. I can understand why it's frustrating, particularly when you've found this comfort zone, you, you feel good about it, and then it it stops working for you. And I think it's it's like it's life, you know. I think that's that's really normal, and I think it's actually a good sign because it means that we're paying attention to what's working for us and what's not. Whereas previously, maybe we hadn't, you know. But you find it really frustrating, don't you, when you make a change you're pleased with it and then you realise sometime down the track that it's not working for you anymore.
1: Yeah, I do find it frustrating because I do think, you know, I also get particularly frustrated by the fact when I feel like if I've made a change, it should stick permanently. Yeah. So if I've changed, you know, and, and this is something I'm constantly having to revisit with overwhelm in my life. So I am given to over committing and overdoing things because, I don't like letting opportunities pass me by. And I also just like achieving. So if I see something that's to be achieved, I want to go after it and I don't want to wait. And so it's been this constant battle in life for me. And, you know, and I've done so much hard work over the years with, you know, changing my mindset around, you know, you can do anything, but you can't do everything or, you know, getting my head around seasons of life. Like right now your kids are young, You're, you know, you need to put a lid on all the things you want to do. Like you have to be a bit more selective. And I've done so, so much work around it, but the goalposts keep shifting and also I regress Mm -hmm. as well. So, you know, like right at this moment in time, like I'm in the process of recalibrating because what happens is I free up time in my life and I free up space and everything is going along swimmingly and I feel very on top of everything and everything's quite cruisy. So then when an opportunity presents itself, I think, okay, so this is why I freed up all this time and space to make room for when something presented itself to me that I was like, (laughs) oh, I cannot say no to that. So I take on that thing but what I do find happens is I take on that thing. I have no dramas fitting it into my life because I've created all this excellent space for it. So then when another opportunity presents itself, I'm like, well, I'm coping with this thing that I took on. And I've still got all this space <laughs> in my life. So why not fit a little bit more in? And then, and then, you know, just and before I know it, I'm like, crap you know I'm instead of my stated life goal of only working school hours I find myself bringing the kids home from school and then going I just need you guys to watch tv quietly in here while I just go do another hour of work on the computer and then they come in and interrupt me and I'm cranky with them and it's like I told you to stay in there and not interrupt me and and then I realize okay so recalibration is needed because Mm -hmm. clearly I've overextended myself again and the thing is like so what overextending myself looks like today is vastly vastly different to what overextending myself looked like six years ago like it's like today what I consider overextended is six years ago would I would have considered not doing that much at all like you know there's heaps (laughs) you've got heaps more time in your life to fit in doing a marathon and doing this and that so it's tricky because in my mind I'm like I'm so much better than I used to be so this isn't so bad but at the same time I also get very frustrated at myself and go okay it's time for another recalibration Mm. and you know, is so. I think that's the process that frustrates me. Is I kind of feel like you know I should be able to reach a point and it stays there. But the reality is that's just not how life works.
0: No. You know? Do you also think that 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 what you're seeing is is simply evolution in action? Like you're you're in the position now to actually see that, and the fact that you can look at what you were like you know six seven years ago and see that the overwhelm that you experienced then is different to the overwhelm that you're experiencing now. And, you know, you talk about how you recalibrate, you create all this white space for opportunities, and that's why you're doing it. You're not you're, yeah. you're not creating white space in order to have, you know, six hours of downtime a day or anything like that. <laughs> that. That's your reason for creating the white space. So then you bring things in, which is fantastic because that's what you're doing it for. Uh, and then do you find yourself then letting go of other things is it like, like a cyclical kind of thing or you just bring in more and then you reach that point where you're like ah I've overshot the mark again time yeah. to recalibrate okay.
1: I tend to add without Subtracting, taking away right. yeah and I actually now that you mention that yeah that is clearly what i need to
0: do is, you need like a one-in-one-out yeah kind of rule. It's
1: exactly it's like a decluttering my life thing like yes, what i do with my house like if i if i bring a book in I, a book's got to go out like mm-hmm. I, you know, a piece of clothing comes in and a piece of clothing's got to go out i try not to add an ad in my house like yeah so isn't it interesting like it's so obvious when you say it but it's just not how i've been approaching mm. things
0: i also think it helps to kind of look at it from a maybe a higher level too, where you can undoubtedly see that you've made huge like huge progress in terms of how you divvy up your time and your energy and, and what you allow for and what you don't allow for over the past sort of five, six, seven years. You can see that you yeah know, that you've made all these this progress. And I think sometimes we get so bogged down in the immediate, that we lose perspective and see that, you know, yeah, sure, like this week has been a little bumpy, but this year has been much more balanced, you know, and I find for me that really to take a slightly longer view of the way I'm coping with that kind of stuff or the way that I'm changing or the the shifts that I'm making day to day, sometimes it feels like I'm going backwards and sometimes I am, but over a period of a month or a year, it's, I find like that's a, a better way of judging how I'm I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you, do yeah. you kind of look at things from a, a longer point of view? And if you do that, do you feel better about it?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I certainly, um, I think the most frustrating thing is it's no matter how well we set up our lives with white space and with buffers, things tend to happen in clusters, don't they? They do. Like, oh, you know, my God, yes. You know, you can <laughs> pretty much guarantee that if you committed to a speaking gig like seven months ago and at that's at the end of April, and then you can pretty much guarantee that, you know, the website that someone's bit put on hold forever, all of a sudden they're going to want it delivered at the end of April. And then you're going to be asked to write an article for someone and, oh, look, the uh, deadline's going to be the end of April. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden now end of April is like this huge shit fight and you're like, come on, like, but then when you look back, and go. Could I have done anything to avoid this? The answer is usually no, because yep, that's, that's life. not how life works. Like exactly. things don't queue up waiting for like, oh no, well she's got a bit too much on right now, so I won't put that on her. Um, no, I
0: think there's things that we can do to mitigate it, which we do. You know, you have the white space, you have the systems in place, you have your rhythms, you have your, you kind of, you, you don't run yourself into the ground so that you're like a husk of a human. You're kind of looking after yourself. So there's things that we can do to minimize it, but it just happens. It's life. And I think we spend so much time kind of using it as a stick to beat ourselves mm. with as well. You know, yeah. I'm just no good at this kind of planning stuff because everything's always happened at once. Like that happens. You know, it happens. It's okay. It's okay. Like I think the biggest factor is is being aware of it and kind of moving things around in order to make it as a, gentle as possible even when life and and that's where my idea of you know dropping your standards sometimes (laughs) is fine like that's how I get through those periods where I'm like oh everything's happening at once fantastic uh it's okay if the bathroom doesn't get a full clean this week it's like it's okay they're all okay whatever whatever it is it's okay to get through those times I don't know I feel like I can hear you recoiling when I'm saying that (laughs)
1: standards i can't and here's the thing like so here's what I, do. I find it really really difficult to drop my standards so what do i do instead i tend to ask for help great which is something that sits about as well with me as dropping my standards but if i'm going to have to choose one or the other I go okay if I really really don't want to drop my standards in you know how I run my household and how I deliver my work to people then I need to call on whatever help I can call yep. on so we have a nanny that comes two afternoons a week like it is the most ridiculous luxury like I sometimes kind of go god I can't believe I allow myself to still have the nanny come because what she does is she picks the kids up from school Sorts dinner for the night, folds any clothes that are there, and just kind of like I call her. Actually, I said, You're not the kid's nanny, like, you're my wife, <laughs> and I'm hiring a wife two afternoons <laughs> a week. But that, that kind of, and it, and yeah, and it does seem a bit of a luxury, and we could save money by not doing it, but. The money is there to pay for it, and I pick up a lot of sanity, and mm. I also um, buffer off a lot of resentment by having yes. her. So,
0: yeah, it's so part can, of your system of, yeah. of dealing with with things when they come up. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. it's kind of
1: an, it's kind of an investment in my family's happiness. You know, not mm-hmm. that I feel the, the need to justify it, but if I was going to justify it, that that's kind of what it is. We can afford it, and if it takes it takes pressure off not just me. It takes pressure off, Ann, and it takes pressure off the kids as well because they don't have me going. I asked you to do this like two minutes ago and you haven't done it and I need you guys to help me out because I'm really under the pump. You know, like yep. we put that on our kids. I certainly do. So yeah, so you, you are, I'm sorry, you're happy to drop your standards. I'm not. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like in those situations, you drop your standards. In those, For me, I go, okay, do I need my parents to take the kids for a weekend just to give Aunt and I like some breathing space? And so, yeah, and I think people need to learn to get better at yeah both dropping their standards and also asking for help
0: yeah finding out what works for for you in your circumstances and your personality and using that as part of your like your your toolkit
1: yes exactly because this is a thing like and I guess this is revisiting what we were speaking about at the top of the episode like this is going to keep happening Yep. Like, it, this isn't something that, oh, okay, I've dealt with it once, oh, I just have to deal with it a few more times and then life's going to be smooth right. and easy for the, for the rest of the time. Like, this is just something we are constantly, first of all, regressing on positive changes that we've made and constantly needing to recalibrate. Even, like, if we're not regressing, like, as you said, like, you know, people will declutter and then they'll come back 3 months later and go oh like my standards have shifted that's right and yeah and now it's time to like let's do this again like i'm i'm the most minimalist person i know like i've i've never had to learn how to declutter cuz i've just been doing it my whole life and even then i kind of just declutter pretty much every week like yeah yeah I find it interesting I don't find it interesting I understand it but I think we have to be kinder to ourselves when we find ourselves it almost feels like we're starting again it's like oh really Mm -hmm. really am I back here like
0: yeah (laughs) and and that's why I think taking a longer view of it sometimes can really help because it it helps us to recognize that I'm not starting again I'm just recalibrating and I think for me there's there's a freedom in that like Mm. there's a real. There's a real freedom and a real kind of compassion in, in that and recognising, hey, hang on, like, go easy on yourself. This is where you started. This is where you were and this is where you are now. You know, it's, I think it's a really nice way of mitigating some of the worst of that, that kind of beating ourselves up that we do when we realise that we need to revisit a certain change. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag LetItBePod. Or uh, head over to LetItBe.fm, and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt, you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know, we we read them all, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.